0: What's up, Locker Made Babes? I am your host, Rianne, and you know what today is. It's Locker Room Monday, and you are tuned in to an episode of Girls Locker Room. Hey, 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 everybody. I hope you all are having a great start to your week. I hope you all are having uh, had a great weekend, had a fun weekend, had some time to relax and unwind. I know I missed a week and um, it was just, it was another grueling hard week for me. So I do apologize for the inconsistency, but I am trying to keep it consistent. I am definitely working on that. But with that being said, I want to actually do this this episode straightforward, okay? Because I feel like I kind of owe my listeners that. So I want to start with... A small check-in update and it's really not much because I really wasn't like keyed into social media lately so I guess my only check-in update that I have is congratulations to Lil Baby for being the first rapper to have an album go to Times Platinum in 2020 big ups today especially during this year where you know you really can't you know artists really can't go out and you Know promote their music like they usually would, can't go on a promo tour, can't do concerts and um walkthroughs and stuff like that. Like, that's that's really dope. That kind of commends his his talent for him to be able to do a milestone like that during a pandemic. I'm, I know that ain't nothing but blessings in God because some of these artists, I'm gonna be honest, some of these artists really don't know how to promote their stuff during this pandemic and <sighs> So I big ups to baby for that, you know, um, they celebrated yesterday, I believe in Atlanta and he threw, um, I don't know if he threw the party or if his label threw the party, knowing anything, QC threw their party and that's what's up. So big ups to him. And that is the only check-in update that I have for today. Like I said, I haven't really been keyed in ears to the floor to social media or anything. So with that being said, I kind of just want to move into my topics for the day. So, today I am going, it's going to be kind of a mixed level of feelings for the show. I wanted to start out by saying that I am starting therapy in a few weeks. And I am pretty excited and open yet nervous for that transition and what that is going to do for me. I'm very open to it, but I'm just very nervous as to what it's going to be. So I guess my topic for today is the process of like accepting that, you know, you want to have, you want some mental help, right? So I'm not claiming any diagnosis or anything. I just know for the past couple of years, um, like friendships have ended, of course, relationships have ended, normal stuff that everybody kind of goes through, through their life. But added on to like relationships ending and friendships ending, I've been kind of questioning myself. And I'm in that space. I think it's I think it's the whole 25 year thing, like mid 20s kind of crisis type of thing for me. And I'm noticing that I'm I am actually blocking a lot of stuff that could be great for me. I'm I'm known to kind of not I don't want to say I'm known, but I have a, a tendency to downplay my own worth and my own talents. And I really don't want to do that this time around in life. So um with that being said, I'm going to I'm gonna do therapy. I been going through quite some things, like some emotional like tests, I believe. And I just really feel like I'm at that point where I've understood it's OK not to hold on to stuff. And it's OK to talk to somebody to get there, um, especially when your family and your friends kind of know like you're not who you used to be or you've kind of your dynamic has changed over the years. And I don't mean and in, in like it. it's never been an attack on me. It's never been, um, uh, you've changed for the bad, like, you don't, like, you're not, who you used to, you're not here for us, nothing like that, it's more of a, your energy level or what you used to be or how you used to be as a personality is just not there anymore. And, hell, even for the people that have not long known me long enough, they've seen, like, bursts of my personality and be like, okay, where'd you go, or why'd you start doing that? Or why do you have a tendency to do that? And I'm never really able to answer the question of why I do certain things. And I guess what I'm trying to say is pretty much, I just want to see if there's something that I could do to kind of release some of the, the hurt that I've gone through or the changes that I've experienced or, You know, the shutdowns that I've caused on myself, because I can't really push this on anybody else. At some point, you kind of have to look in the mirror and go, "Okay, if you're not feeling good emotionally, let's figure out a way to fix that." So that is my plan. That is my thing to do. Um, and, And it's kind of a part of like healing and trying to figure out the best way to put me forward without. Constantly putting myself down and having some type of fear that something's not going to go right, or having this fear that I'm gonna meet people and somebody's wanting to take advantage, or I'm gonna meet people and it's just not going to move forward in a way that I wanted to. Like, in terms of me doing anything for myself, like with business, career, or school, or finances, I have a way of pushing my own self back before somebody else does like i'll think i'm great at the beginning and then be like uh eh, it didn't turn out how it's supposed to so let's shut down and i have a bad habit of doing that so i kind of feel like i'm calling myself out and being like okay you need to fix some of that bullshit you got going on up there and i I really want to keep you guys updated on how that's working because in our community therapy is not the one thing that's like widely accepted, especially when you grew up in a situation like what's done in the house stays in the house or why you need to talk to somebody. Why can't you just deal with that on your own? And I feel like it's getting to the point, especially during this year that it's like really detrimental that we, we talk to people. 2020 has been grueling, not only with like celebrity deaths, but your own waking story. I feel like everybody has had a trying situation this year, a situation where we just like, I ain't never been here. What do I do? Like, what? where do I go from here? And you kind of got to go through the emotions of being disappointed, to happy, to confused, to optimistic. And so I feel like everyone should find a vice for getting out whatever, like hurt or pain or confusion and frustration they have. Because this year has brought so much of that for me. I don't want to project it on anyone. Hell, if you're not having any hurt or confusion or frustration, but you know that you just want to not hold on to a lot of stuff, like, you don't want to put a lot of pressure on your shoulders. Maybe because I'm stepping out on, like, on this and it's something that I'm not sure of and and it's unknown for me. I've heard positive things from people who go to therapy. I've heard that it's, like, expanded their thoughts or, you know, have helped them understand how to process stuff better or to get a sense of accountability a little bit. And I'm just hoping for something positive. Like, even if it's just getting rid of notions that I've conformed in my own head, I'm really hoping that that does something well for me. So I will keep you guys updated with that. And I don't have, I really don't have a sermon for it because I'm not sure. Like you, so let me start here let me track back a little bit. I've tried other things other than therapy. I've tried reading self-help books and for the life of me, they don't help. Like self, some self-help books really do help people. Reading actually does help. Reading self-help does not work for me. Reading something creative or something, um, something more, I don't, like, fiction-esque kind of helps out a little bit, but for me, I feel like it helps in the opposite of what it should do. For me, it gives me an escape from my own world. Self-helps, for me, sound like a motivational speaker. I'll listen to TED Talks every now and again, but I won't listen to TED Talks for, like, motivation. I'll listen to TED Talks about creators trying to get out of their blocks, or I'll, you know, watch TED Talks of people who... Have created a different way for themselves. But I can't for some reason cannot do self-help books. I've tried. Um, there's a book called You're a Badass. And I and I really tried it because it was one of New York bestseller, and a lot of people have read it. And I just, for the life of me, cannot get into it. She even said the author, I forgot her name, and I don't have the book on me because I believe I gave it to someone else. But she opens up her book by stating how bad self helps were for her. And I can't do those. I've always been able to kind of call out myself in a way, but I never really continue that journey of saying, Hey, this is an issue, let's work on it. I work on it for maybe two or three days, and then I'm like, I don't really feel like it. So I feel like me having a therapist, somebody that I have to go see, which you could also still write out on your therapist. But that just defeats the purpose and it's going to hit your pockets later anyway. So um, I just feel like me having a therapist or me going to talk to someone or counseling, even if you don't want to consider it to be therapy, because therapy is, like I said, for the black community, therapy is still not widely accepted. It's still something that we as black people don't really want to run to. And I don't feel like it's anything on us. I just feel like we've always adapted over the generations. What happens in our house stays in our house. No one else needs to know what's going on. And I don't think that was a bad thing. I think think that notion and that thought process kind of started from something of protection and now it's spiraled into something of like trauma. So... If you don't want to consider it therapy, don't consider it therapy. I consider it therapy because I've accepted that I need to actually have outside help with growing. I won't call it fixing, but I'll call it growing. I'll call it healing. I knew I know I need some help so um the other thing that I've tried is listen to listening to those who've already went through the process, and people have a tendency to. Once they start their process, to make it seem like you know, if you haven't started, you failed, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use that tone with my listeners or with myself because I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what this therapy is gonna do for me. I don't know if it's gonna immediately start out to be positive. I don't know if I have to get out some hurt that's going to cause me to be a little sad for a duration of time until I go through that process. So that never works for me because it's like, baby girl, you just started your healing process 2 months ago. I'll be damned if I listen to your greater holy dear than thou speech. I'm not. And I think that comes from me being completely well, living by the notion of being transparent. I'm not going to sit up here and put on this facade that I know what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing. I am highly nervous about starting therapy. I'm very excited, nonetheless, but I'm, I'm kind of anxious about what my process is going to look like. Do I have a feeling that it's going to be positive And by the end of all of my sessions that my insurance and my own budget will allow... Do I feel like I would be a better person? Of course. But I say all this to say that I will be briefly speaking on it on the show, but I'm also reviving my blog, Re-answer Reality. For those who like, like if I don't want to take too much of the time of Girls Locker Room, because Girls Locker Room is really supposed to be fun and helpful and a place where people like, I want you to be able to, come and listen to Unwind and not to be like, oh my God, we finna get too deep. So I will be putting that on my blog. I will be blogging that whole experience of therapy. And with my therapy, I'm also doing some body imaging fixing. So that is my next topic. So I guess I can just go ahead and roll into it. So I have lately, I've always been a chunkier child. I'm not I'm in this weird limbo of not being plus size, but I'm not, I'm not like average size either. And late, I've never been, I can't say that. So, weirdly enough, I, the smallest I've ever been weight wise is a medium and a 10 in jeans, a medium in the top and a 10 in jeans or a 30, 30 in jeans. I think that's 30 or 28. One of the two in jeans and... That was by far the smallest I've ever been. The largest I've ever been is my weight now, and that's pretty really not that big. It's just a one X. I have big ass boobs. So my breast makes my weight look way worse than what it is. And so my breasts are big. Um, I don't have an ass. And I'm okay with saying I'm okay with saying that. But lately I've been wanting to create this image of how I always see myself in my head. Like you you definitely have two different images. You have the one that's actually reality and the one that you think of in your own mind. And the one that you think of in your own mind is very important because that's how you see yourself, despite how others see you. I have two. I have the reality one, the one I think and the one I think in my head and the one that's both, like the one that's actually in my head and reality. So I've come to this conclusion that I have always said I wanted to lose weight. I always said that, I want to lose weight, I want to lose this weight, I want to get this weight off, blah, say, blah, 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 And as anybody else normal and who always wants to get their weight off, I have burst of going to work out. I work out for maybe a month. Hell, the shortest I've worked out was two weeks, two weeks of a workout. And then the, the longest has been two months of a workout. So while I was a student in high school, I am 24. So while I was a student in high school, I was active in sports. There was a house rule. You cannot be in the house without being active in some type of sport or uh, group. And the high school that I was in, we didn't have so many groups, but we didn't have a shortage of sports. That's for them, I'm sure. So um, I was a sports child growing up. I've played softball, basketball. I've done a short period of tennis. Um what else? I cheered, I danced, mostly cheered and danced, but I definitely did. Oh, and I did soccer, but broke the bench. I'm proud enough to say that because I 40 minutes of straight running, baby. That is not my thing. So, <laughs> but I did do sports briefly, but cheering and dancing is still active. Like, don't. For the cheerleaders out there, the ones who were, I, I know your pain of being told that that was not a sport. When in all actuality, it is. You sit your ass on the sidelines in 90 some degree weather in a fucking uh, shell and mid-drift and dress and bounce around in 90-degree weather in black uniforms at that. Because, yes, my uniform was black. It was not cool tones out there. The sun was very attractive. So, that that was the thing. Like, any football season that I usually cheer for, I lost a significant amount of weight. Basketball season came around. I always lost the size. Literally always. Never failed. So, being an adult outside of high school, outside of the range of having a schedule of being active, I haven't necessarily been as active as I used to be. And I always go through this period of wanting to lose weight. And I'll be honest. I'm back at this period. But this time around, I really do wants to create this body of minds. I've seen so many women create the body that they want in the gym. And I don't mean, cause I, let me tell you something. Let me start out by saying this. I am not a girl who wants a fat ass. I would love one. And I feel like there's some God's favorites out here with some huge ones, whether they're surgically enhanced or natural, I don't want a huge ass. I just want my body to make sense, okay? I just want to finally look at the reflection that I have and be like, yes, this finally matches what I think I got going on, on the inside. And for those listening, no, I am not fucking respucia huge. I'm actually not that big. I, my breasts are just fucking huge. So <laughs> that takes away from that. So when I when I kind of brought up body image My last resort for my body would definitely be to go undergo surgery, but only for my breasts. I really do want breast augmentation. Um, I want a breast reduction and a lift. Usually when you get a reduction, you have to get a lift if they're a little bigger. So I want a reduction and a lift. I have, um, hell, we women. I have a G-size bra, and I hate it. And I would love to go back to having double D's. That was probably a perfect size, in my opinion. Um, Not too much, not too little. Like it's right there in the middle. Especially since, like, now double D's are the thing. Like that's the thing. Every if if it's not a double D, it's a C. And I really just want to go back to that to a double D. Like that's for me. For it's perfect. It's a lot. It's enough. And I, my, my man now, anytime I say I want a press reduction, he gets so, like, ugh about it. <laughs> he gets so, that's so disrespectful. And it's like, yes, they may be fun for you, but they're not fun for me. No, I don't have back problems. I have clothes problems. I have problems with wanting to wear certain outfits, and I'm like, I can't wear that. It's going to look like a watermelon trying to get out of that shirt. It's going to look like two damn cantaloupes trying to fight for some breathing room. I am over it. (laughs) Okay. My body just does not make sense only because of my boobs. (laughs) Like, and I really want to get rid of that. And I'm kind of top heavy. So, um, but I believe partnering with therapy and still, Fixing my image outside, I think it all matches. So fixing the inside and out at the same time, I'm pretty excited about this journey. And I've also learned not to have an unrealistic time frame for both. So my 25th birthday is fastly approaching. And I know that my inside won't be completely fixed by then. And I can start the process of fixing the outside. But I know it won't be completely perfected to my own standards, not anyone else's, but to my own standards around that time. But I'm I'm making that the goal to have the halfway mark for both my 25th birthday. So I will, like I said, I will keep everybody updated with that. It's probably going to be on the blog more so because I can update that however many times in a week I want to. I can just come in and type, oh, I'm not having a good day, ladies. <laughs> I tried to go run, and a bitch couldn't make it past the block. So (laughs) I put that on there. I could go, hey, had a therapy session today. Got pretty ugly. Tears and all. Snot bubbles and all. Looking like Viola Davis on fences. But, you know, I'm pretty excited. And from one woman to another, the process of healing for women and men are different. But I know for women... Honesty hour here. I can sit up here right now and tell you that I am the strongest woman, that I don't I don't see other women prospering in, in their outer beauty and don't see that as a little bit of a knock. And I'm not saying this as if I don't love myself any less, because that's not true. But to see a woman flourishing and knowing that it's a possibility she went through her moments of not feeling good I had to learn the hard way. And this is why I kind of get defensive now when people talk about women who get surgery. I used to be one of those to be like, surgery? We was desperate enough to do that. But then I thought about it over the years, especially with someone trying to fix her imaging of herself from the in and out. You don't know what that person went through. You don't know where they were. You don't know what they had to deal with, what their walk was in the process of them trying to get to that place that they felt like, oh, I am as gorgeous as this young woman, or I am as gorgeous as this person. We don't know what their walk was. And to kind of push that on someone is bad, especially in the age of social media where you see everything. You see it all, people post everything, and that's not bad that kind of helps it sometimes it's not bad sometimes it helps another person say, "You know what she thought that that's what she needed to do to make herself happy. Let me figure out what it is for me that makes myself happy. It's so many things that I'm changing. not only am I going through I'm about to go through this mental healing and emotional healing and starting the process of trying to get into shape and Body shaping, the body I want, creating the body I want out of blood, sweat, tears, and breath. Um, I'm also changing my hair, like that. That's also a thing. Like I am going through a beautiful lock journey, which I was just hella frustrated. Locks are so difficult, but we'll get to that in a second. But I say that to say. If you're going through a transformation, and that's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it a transformation. You're going through a transformation. You take the time you need to take for you. It's not anybody else's transformation. I will say have people around you who are very excited in the process with you, like who are going to help you and who is going to allow you to have your down days and your ups. I want to say I have an amazing friend who is way more excited about my therapy than I am. <laughs> like she's more excited about therapy for me than I am, and I love her for that because I think knowing my spirit, knowing my energy for her, and seeing like how everything that I've been through in the past year or two, it's probably something that is just like hurtful for her to see. So to see like I'ma get some help and I have to hold on to a lot helps her out. My dad, my family. I have so many people that are so like I say this all the time and I'm not gonna ever not say this. My support team is bananas. I love them. They're great. They're awesome. So if you are going through a transformation, pick a pick a team. Pick a team of people who are okay with being on your team. Don't just Give people responsibilities and they can't handle it. Because that's also very irresponsible and selfish of people to push their hurt, their pain on other people. So talk to them people first before you decide who your backup group is when you when you can't be strong, even with your other outlets. And I have a wonderful friend, an amazing man by my side who are both very supportive, and plus my parents and family. So um But yeah, so if you're going through a transformation, take it one day at a time. Don't put no pressure on it. Be scared, be happy, be upset, be confused. You don't have to be this amazing, strong person despite what these self-helps, these spiritual people tell you. No, go through it at your own pace, at your own time. The beautiful thing about a transformation is understanding and feeling every different wave and motion of every piece that you go through. And right now... I am in that storm. I know I am. I'm in the the calm before the storm, and I know I'm going to move into the storm to come out of it. A beautiful human being, a beautiful transformed person who didn't, you know, stick to one portion, that moved through different levels of life. And I'm hoping that outside of this transformation, I just become the best me that I can be. I unlock some things that I knew were in there and kind of get rid of fear. So, I'm going to keep y'all updated on that on the show as well as Rian's reality. So, keep your eye out for that. I haven't updated Rian's reality in so long that actually needs a website revamp. But I'm reviving her for the process of not only my locks, my workout, my transformation, but I'm also going to do the same thing like how I do my check in updates here. I'm going to go back and write my thoughts and processes on stuff like that. So I know I mentioned my lock journey. I mentioned my lock journey a while back when I, about a month ago when I first started my lock journey. So I am a month in. I don't want to say a month locked, but I am a month in, and I had my first retwist, and whoo whoo! Who, my hair grows. My hair grows in a way. <laughs> And it's so annoying, yet I'm blessed to have hair that grows the way it grows. So, if you don't do anything to my hair, it will grow. If you just feed my hair water, oil, and moisture, it will grow. I don't have to do too much for products. I don't have to manipulate it too much. It's just going to be like, all right, this bitch is leaving me alone. I get to do my thing. And so, for the past couple of weeks, my hair has been growing and... I was natural for five years. I did the big chop and everything. So I had my, my hair was kind of already trained to be ready to be washed every two to three weeks. So for me, my scalp gets really itchy. It gets really dry when it's time to wash. I made the mistake of washing my hair in three weeks and not knowing how to retwist my hair. So extra two weeks go by. And like I said, you give my hair moisture and oil and water it's going to be in love, and that's exactly what happened. So my first retwist happened, and oh, my God, the growth. <laughs> the growth in my hair, the swelling and bulbing in my locks are, like, amazing. I know I've watched so many lock videos before I decided to go ahead and, and go that route. And the process of locking is it's kind of the same as losing weight and going to therapy. You are going to go through ugly phases. And I went through my first one. And, whoo, it was rough. But I've learned some lessons. I've learned not to put my hair up so much. To tie it down. To kind of lightly retwist it. Not like retwist it. But, like, just to make sure I'm clipping my growth a little bit from time to time. Just to make sure that my hair doesn't thin out. Um, So... That's also a fun, fun journey that I've been having. So I will, I will tell you, <laughs> I am not, not going to ever fake or make a facade out of something going so well because it's not, that's not, that's not reality. When you try to tell somebody, yeah, it's perfect. No, it's not. I've had questions about podcasting, and I've told people to reel about that. I am never going to fake the funk and try to tell somebody, yes, I said it, and I'm not going to try to tell nobody, yeah, this was this is just smooth sailing. Fuck no. It's, it has not been. I've wanted to comb out my hair twice. <laughs> I've wanted to comb my hair out. I've wanted to cut my hair. I've wanted to... Uh, wash it all out, all of that. I wanted to keep it, dye it. The process of having locks is so confusing because you're new to it, especially if you're coming from being natural. So locking, locking and being natural are two different things. When you are natural in a curly head, black hair is very sensitive when not put in a protective style, when not put in a style that's going to protect its wave, its curl, its pattern. If you don't put it in something that's protecting that or letting it do its thing, it becomes a monster. And that's what my hair was. So I did so much manipulation to my curls to keep them the way they were. And at one point in my journey of being natural, my hair just decided, bitch, uh uh-uh. One, I was stressed out, and then two, um, I wasn't taking care of my hair. So I'm starting this new journey knowing that locking is totally different. You still have to take care of your locks. Don't get me wrong; like you still have to take care of your locks, but you're le- the thing about locks is you're letting your hair do its thing. You're giving it minimal manipulation, but you're letting it do its thing. Like it's just having its own little fun up there on your head. And in the process of just having its own little fun, you have to let go of the fact that you manipulated your hair to make your curls look good. That is by far the hardest lesson I'm having. So with my new growth, I'm learning. All right, bitch, your hair grows super fast. And yes, some people tell you four weeks before you get your hair retwisted. So for me, I'm going to have a nice two to three inch afro up there because my hair grows so fast. My hair grows too fast and it's thick and it will match on its own. It does it does that even when I have braids. So this is going to be a fun process. So with that being said, for my topics, if you please, whatever transformation you're going through, have fun. Be open to it. Allow all those different things to come in. So there's that. So if you want to go ahead and converse with your transformations, your own therapy, weight loss, hair career, job, anything, I am opening my site back up. So you can definitely go ahead and comment and we can have open discussion there on com, or you can tweet me at Reanne. I'm currently trying to get back into my my social media for the show, but something happened to my iPhone that's currently getting fixed. So I am working on that, but um, you can always... DM me at Girls Locker Room or on Twitter as well. And you can also email me with any questions or anything that you want me to talk about. You guys, no one's utilizing that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm when I say I am more than happy to hear feedback and topics you want me to talk about, if you are a frequent listener, at the Girls Locker Room 20 at gmail.com so please feel free to email me with anything there so I want to get into the jam session really quick I don't really have too much of a jam session either um I know I spoke I don't know if I spoke on it so I'm just gonna do it even because I'm not sure if I did I don't believe that I did so f- Chloe and Hallie. I know I speak about, like I said, I speak about them all the time. I don't, I mean, I'm just going to, but they, I did not speak about this. Okay, let me start over. (laughs) So last week was R&B Fever and I spoke on new R&B girls and the old R&B girls, the seasoned R&B girls. And right after that episode, SZA and Chloe and Hadley both dropped some music. SZA's return... (laughs) Has been great for me. I've missed Solana, okay? I've missed her. Control still gets played over here. Like I said last week, Control still gets played. Many songs on Control gets played. And to know that she has an album coming out on the 19th, I believe. I believe it's the 19th, if I'm not mistaken. So, on the 19th, Alt is supposed to be debuting. Punch and them is infamous for giving her a deadline and giving her a release date and not owning up to that. They've done this to her so many times. So we just all cross our fingers that all is coming out next week because that's when it's supposed to. And so true to Solana Solana's history, she released a single before the release of her album which is titled Hit Different, featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Now, y'all know when Ty on something, the chorus and the hook and the background and the verbiage are going to be crazy. Okay? And he did not disappoint. I will say, I'm one of those people who are learning you cannot give your opinion about a song after your first listen. And here's why. When you first hear a song, you're just trying to feel it so that you can get your initial opinion out from people who are listening to it with you. And um, that's how it was for me. I was on Twitter, and I was listening to a different song, and I'm just listening. I'm looking at some people talk about it different. And um, and um, I I was like, okay, I'll get to it when I get to it. So I decided to go listen to it. And first I was like, I'm not feeling it. It's not what I'm used to from Solana, from SZA. It's not what I'm used to. It just didn't sound like her for me. And so I decided to listen to it on my own after reading a lot of people's opinions. And then I realized, no, this is the same Solana, same Scissor that I love. And I just was excited because I kind of can feel the vibe of what art's going to be like. And I'm so ready for like, Her live music, she likes to do. Her musical chords, she likes to hit. She likes to do intricate, like, music. Like, she kind of likes to mix her vibes a little bit. Like, she'll have tracks on her albums that are very, like, slow and... And very earthy. And then she'll have some upbeat ones with some 808s and some arm and some hip hop flavor behind it. And then she'll do some live music. And so I'm so excited to hear what all sounds like because I fell in love with Hit Different. Hit Different has played so much in my head, in my mind, in my on my screen. Cause that video, whoo, and whatever that song is in the last two minutes, I need her to hurry up and release this album. SZA is one of those artists who her interludes half time Half the time sound way better than her full tracks. She's done this so many times. We, we still fans asking her for her interludes from Control because she got some far as interludes. And I guess Alt it's not going to be any different. So, like I said, Alt is that's dated to come out on September 19th. Hopefully Punch and T. I mean, hopefully Punch and Dot live up to that. And let her release this album when she say she want to release it in the date that they gave her. So we'll keep our fingers crossed, and I'm definitely gonna update y'all on that because this is also a Susan Stan House. Up in the locker room, okay. And my last part of my jam session is Chloe and Halle. Oh no, I have more parts. Excuse me. I'm just all over the place this episode. But Chloe and Halle also released a remix to do it with Doja. City Girls, and Mulatto. Now, I know Doja has been very controversial and the black community has tried to cancel her, but what we cannot cancel is this girl's talent. What we cannot cancel is her ability to deliver when she's supposed to deliver. She does it effortlessly at this point from what I'm hearing. So she sounds really good as the opening rapper for Do It. It sounds very good. She sounds good on the track. The track sounds amazing. And shout out to Scott and Chloe. Chloe. I just need an album of Scott and Chloe producing because they are, a they just flames in the booths together. Okay. Flames in the studio. And, um, City Girl sounded good. I don't know. I think Miami was overly auto-tuned. I don't think that she was not on beat. I just think she was overly auto-tuned and that's not on her. That's on production. I don't think that, you know, she sounded bad. I just feel like they just put too much auto-tune on her. And it just sounds weird. Um, JT sounds good. Mulatto delivered. Mulatto is actually my favorite verse on the song. Doja sounds good. But Mulatto is just very, I don't know. I haven't listened to Mulatto a lot. But Mulatto has verses that's coming out. She has like her freestyle that she just recently did for the XXL freshman um, group for 2020. She delivered, okay? Delivered. And I will say this. I am sick and tired of you niggas and you bitches comparing all these female rappers. Like, stop. Like, stop. And what y'all compare them on is they looks. And I get it, especially when most of, like, female rapping verbiage is their looks. I get that. But what we not gonna do... What we not gonna do is big up one to tear down another. And it seems like Megan is still everybody's target. And me being a Megan stan, I'm not coming from a standplace saying, you I got my girl fucked up. But it's like, no, what we cannot do, what we cannot keep doing is denying this girl's talent. Y'all may not like her confidence and how, how cocky she can be. But y'all have, I think as a, like as a public, not just men, cause I'm not putting this on men cause I've actually been seeing it from women a lot lately. You bitches are haters. Number one. And y'all need to relax, especially when you can't deliver the confidence that none of these women that be rapping deliver. You might want to go back to the mirror and start over from square one. And that's just my read for you hating assholes for the day. Anyway, um, Mulatto's verse, Mulatto's freestyle on Freshman XXL was that thing. Okay, women are definitely doing what the men were doing in terms of you knowing which region they sound like. Like she actually sounds like Atlanta rappers. She actually sounds like she can hold her own with that region of the country's rappers. Meg sounds like her region of rap of how we grew up. Meg definitely sounds like she from, she from the South that she from Texas. You definitely heard Pimp in her. Like you definitely hear that or like, Dream, dream sounds like the New York girls. Sound like the New York girls. Midwest rappers that's coming out sound like Midwest rappers. Like it, they all have a sound that they follow, and I think it's great. I, I feel like we're seeing the diversity from women, from women and men. Say swerving so down that they don't hear. Yeah, you are gonna hear them talk about their bodies because guess what? It's their body to talk about. Yes, you are gonna hear about them. You know, getting these diamonds, getting this money. Saying how they you know how confident they because that's women, that's what we do. And I feel I'm so proud because women out here talking they shit. And I've been saying this since female rap has been getting way more big, way more, way more interactive, way more large than what it was. And we still and I'm I'm not gonna stop this episode without saying this, we still have to give that to a round of applause for Nikki. We still do. And I know people get annoyed when people say this, but there was a large block of time when rap female rappers wasn't even a thing. They were being honored at BET Awards. They weren't making any music. They were just being honored for their for their process. Like from, I believe like 2005 to like 2010, 2011. There really wasn't no rap female rappers doing anything but Trina. And come on now. So Nikki definitely definitely opened up that door. Cardi, Cardi okay. So here's the thing, and this is I'm gonna say it. Nikki opened the door, put a seat at the table, and sat down. While Cardi reopened the door and pulled up more seats when she sat down, and that's okay. Nikki made it a, a made it a way for her to be able to do that again, like for for more people to come in and saturate the field. But women are becoming very more diverse, and I just want y'all to continue to talk y'all shit. Like I said, like I tweeted out a while ago, there is a different female rapper for every different mood I have. When I am that bitch, when I know I am that bitch fresh off the... Fresh off the seats, fresh off the, the pedicures, nails and lashes. Baby, yes, I'm finna put on Meg and the City Girls. Nine times out of ten, I'm finna talk my shit. Now if I wanna I'm still there, bitch, but you got me fucked up. I'm probably finna put on mulatto. That's just that. Put them probably put on mulatto. Probably finna put on some Cardi B. I may I'm gonna put on Ken the Man and y'all really need to go. Listen, before I go even further. Ken the man, remember the name. She is also a Houston girl, but she is definitely different from Megan. Megan is very sexual, very, like, pimpsy-ish. And I, I don't know who Ken reminds me of, but she is definitely that girl. She is dope. Give me that. It's definitely in rotation. So, if you have not streamed for the 304s, please, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, and I do believe SoundCloud. Stream that Mixtape. It is great. It's amazing. She sounds good. Yes. So, with that being said, I am so happy you guys decided to tune in on Locker Room Mondays with your host, Rianne. As I stated, you can find me on Twitter at JazzRianne and on Instagram at Jasmine underscore Re-Ann. And I hope you all have a great weekend. This episode was brought to you by Rianne'sReality.com. You all have a great week, and I'll be back here on Locker Room Mondays next week. Bye, y'all.